Hi guys, welcome to episode four. I can't say how grateful I am for all your comments and feedback and positivity on this um, podcast. In all honesty, I didn't think I would get that much of a feedback and like positive response with it. So yeah, it's, it's just a bit, you know, I'm still a bit stunned by it really. So thank you very much guys. Thank you all for listening. You know, it's been out for just under a week now and we've got about 60 listeners. So yeah, that's um, about 55 more than I thought would be listening. And, you know, I don't even have 54 family. So, no, so thank you very much. And, you know, I've kept going with it because um, a lot of people have said, I actually didn't know what you do until I listened to your podcast. And these are people that have known me for, you know, decades. So um, that is quite worrying that they don't know what I do and they're finding out through the means of this podcast. But you know what? I'm glad they're listening. I'm glad they're learning. You know, that there, there isn't really a structure to the to the podcast. And, you know, I just sit down, think of a topic and, you know, just chat shit about it, really. But um, no, it's great that people are, you know, feeding back and learning from it. So, um, you know, once again, thank you. So this episode, episode four, what are we going to talk about? Now, I mentioned I'm a commercial property surveyor, but I never said what commercial property is. In this episode, that's exactly what I'll be doing. So what is commercial property? Now, commercial property refers to buildings or land intended to generate a profit. Now, either from a capital gain or rental income. So whereas your residential is obviously for living in residential, your commercial property is more looking at temporary occupation. So you wouldn't really be occupying it for your personal use. Um, I mean, you may do, but it's it's not like you would reside there. So, so it's slightly different from residential dwellings. So what are the different types? You've got a few categories which fall under commercial property. Now, the first one is leisure. Now, this includes things like hotels, pubs, restaurants, cafes, sports facilities, anything recreational for leisure use, basically. So those are a few examples of what leisure includes. You also have office as a category, office buildings, uh, which falls under commercial property. Now, office buildings can be your bog standard block of offices. Or it could be serviced offices, which should also be in a block, but could also be serviced offices. Now, for those of you who don't know what serviced offices and the difference between just a normal office block is in serviced offices, you've kind of got it's it's, it's almost like a, a prepackaged office. So everything's there ready for you from, you know, your desks and all your, all your furniture, your chairs, your workstations, your facilities, so your teas and coffees, your kitchen areas it's all stocked up with food and drink um you've got meeting rooms it's all done someone else has done all the hard work for you you'd simply go in and use all those facilities um so it's serviced for you so someone else runs the office you just benefit from using that space for a temporary period i mean it could be a longer period um you can you can you know use one of these serviced offices for um you know you can use it for years for all you want you know it's 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 a rolling contract so it's not like you've got to use it for a few hours and then you know off you go but that serviced office is for you so you've got um companies like regis um who i've used in the past who provide serviced offices and they are great you know they they're finished to a to an excellent standard they're in accessible locations in prime buildings and and, it, and it's flexible office space so you can you know you can 
either go in and book a meeting room. It could be a small meeting room, which fits two or three people in. It could be a large meeting room, like a conference room, which can fit 20, 30, 40, 50 people in. You can book a desk. You can book a, a whole office suite. You know, you can run your business from there effectively and have all your staff in there. So um, it's great. Whereas in a normal office, you'd, you'd rent out the empty space. You'd have to fit it out yourself. And, you know, it would be your bog standard office space. So another category is healthcare. Now, healthcare, you've got nursing homes, you've got hospitals and medical centres. So your medical centres are your, your GP practices and things like that. But comes under the commercial property uh, umbrella as well. Um, and they're, 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 it's a very it's a very specialist niche area if you're dealing with those sorts of things. And, you know, you wouldn't treat them the same as you would a, a, a leisure space or a retail space um, or an office space so they're, they're treated quite differently and it is it is a specialist area not you know it's not it's not within my forte um, so I, I won't go into much detail on those unfortunately so that's that one more which uh, I'll tell you before we go to the last one which is I've saved the best till last um, you've got mixed use developments now these are becoming more and more popular um in current times so where you've got you know if you have a 1970s office block for example um and it's it's you know in a, not in the best location it's not in the best condition um and no one wants to rent it out from you you know you're not going to get you know you, you'll be lucky to get two three pound a square foot if that where you've got these sorts of buildings you start looking at you know, what else can I do with this, with the building or with the, with the, with, with, with what I've got, you know, your most valuable asset is your land. Um, and, and that's, that's, that's the way it is. That's how property works. Your land is most valuable. The building itself is the second best, uh, valuable thing you have. So you look at what can you do with the space you have to get the most out of it. And you'll find that a lot of these old office blocks have now been converted into either residential or mixed use developments. Now, what is a mixed use development? A mixed use development is a building which has multiple uses, it does what it says on the tin. So example, you can have ground floor will be a retail space, it can be multiple shops, it could be one massive department store, it could be anything. Go up a few floors, and you can have a bunch of offices in there. Go up a few more floors and you can have a load of residential. Go up a few more floors and go up to the top, you'll have a penthouse. And on top of that, you can have a restaurant or bar. So that would be an, a very extreme example um, of a mixed use development. But you can see how from just a bog standard office block, you can create a mixed use development and, you know, almost immediately you're getting more demand for it you're getting higher rents for it and you know you've, you've managed to get a better return on your investment from something that was sitting there dead and now you've invested in it um, and turned it into a mixed-use development and you're getting a better return and you'll, you'll find that a lot of these new developments that are going up are largely mixed-use developments now the best till last retail and this is where I come in this is my specialism um i've worked in retail since i got into surveying so um i don't know everything i'm not saying i do but retail is is, is the commercial property that i manage and i, I sort of um I, I specialize in so retail can vary 
you can have and like i've said i think i've probably mentioned this in one of my previous podcasts you can have high street shops you can have shopping malls shopping centers you can have out of town retail shopping centers you can have just a standalone shop you can have department stores so there's loads of different things in retail so you can have anything from sites on highway frontages so probably have a sort of pod so if you're if you're going down an a road and you see these little little sort of um little shops just along the side um that that's what you would potentially classify as a pod you've got single tenant retail buildings so it'll just be a massive sort of for example it's now gone but toys r us used to be single tenant retail building on a retail park or just out in the middle of nowhere um ikea's are another example you know just single tenant they'll just take a massive space plonk a massive ikea out there and that's it you won't have anything else next to it usually you can have small district centers in a, in a small neighborhood you can have large centers with anchor tenants so you're looking at the likes of um into or westfield where you've got anchor tenants like you know your massive john lewis's um marks and spencers debenhams um you know can even say Primark is one of the anchor tenants at um, Westfield in White City. So you kind of look at all these different types of properties and you see how how how, how much it varies um, from just one category. There's so much more involved within that category. And like even with the even with the leisure, you know, you treat it very differently to you to how you would sort of treat retail now when i say treat it differently there's a lot of different things that are involved you've got different planning uses you've got different measurement um, methods methods of measurement are different for retail and leisure and office you know how how you work out the rents is different and even within retail it's different so if you're looking at a high street shop in retail you would value it price per square foot but you would use a method called zoning and the method behind that is that the front of the shop the frontage where you've got your sort of windows and your window displays and you know all that stuff that is the most valuable asset within that building because someone will come into the shop and that's what they'll see first and anything that you put there is going to attract the customer's eye so that that front front zone is the most valuable the further back you go the, the, you you kind of half back the values every every 6.1 meters you go in if you're valuing a high street shop the front of the shop is always worth the most now on the flip side if you're valuing a store a large store a retail store in a in an out of town retail park you wouldn't use that method because out of town retail parks are a destination um sort of location you you're going there to shop you wouldn't just go there on a whim you know you want to shop and that's why you're going there so you wouldn't use the same methodology there you would take the floor area the net internal floor area of the whole shop and you would apply a price per square foot on that and that's how you'd value an out of town retail now with the leisure um, um properties you would you would ve- you would value it very differently now that would be usually based on the profit that it generates that 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 the occupier generates so um if you've got say a a a cinema 
you would use the profits method and i'll do a session on um, valuation methods um just so you can um see what all this means in more detail but the basis behind the leisure stuff is that you know it, again it's a it's a destination you're going there people are going there to spend money spend time um and hence it's all profits driven and you know you you would you would you would you would um, base the rent based on the the profits and what 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 they're achieving so again there's that sort of stark difference now the the healthcare stuff is usually based on again it's a specialist area um it, it could be based on um and on rateable value and stuff like that so there's different ways of valuing that but again we'll go into more detail on that valuation podcast but um yeah so that's that's a sort of brief insight into into commercial property really there's a lot of information there i know it's not entirely clear but do keep listening and i will go into more detail on the various sectors and stuff and and, and the various types of properties and in more detail and the valuation methods and where, where everything ties in so hopefully once you've listened to the whole series you might even put me out of a job you might be a professional surveyor by the end of this so yeah hopefully you've learned quite a bit and i think all that's left for me to say is thank you for listening and tune in for the next one as always i do appreciate your feedback so please do either ping me an email instagram um facebook just drop me a note anything you want me to speak about let me know um, and also you know just let me know how you're finding these if you find the content useful if you don't find it useful if they're too long if they're too short um if you don't like the sound of my voice let me know and um, so yeah that's all from me today but thanks for listening and stay safe out there and hopefully we'll catch you real soon cheers guys